Loki queen of black tar roots. Tickle my fucking toes. And I am Jamal. <laughs> and welcome to Black Tar Roots, a Black to Black podcast where we root cap RuPaul's Drag Race. We have dived on Out of Drag Race UK Series 3. Shout out to Miss Crystal Versace. Congratulations, bitch. You all young and shit. You wish you 12 years old and you the winner of Drag Race. The sky's the motherfucking limit. And we are in the North where today we are covering not one, but two episodes of Canada's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Darling, how are you? Queen of the universe. I've decided just <laughs> sporadically and periodically throughout the podcast, I'm going to scream that out because that's the way it works on that show. They just randomly um, have that little uh, clip play. I'm all right. Sure. I'm tired as hell. That show's good. You should have watched this day. They was eliminating three bitches. It was good. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, there was this point where I was just like, uh, mm, it, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. Well, you know, the, the, it premiered when, you know, this was be my personality for the next seven months when I was in Spain. So, <laughs> so I couldn't watch it on the plane, um, you know, on the way to Spain. So, <laughs> because that Wi-Fi was a smooth $35. And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and that, and that, and that. She's sitting up here texting me details of episodes of other shit. Oh uh, no! About because the, the meet the queens happened when we had reached our hotel and you it was were, quiet time. You so- and <laughs> you said so we learned that uh, Toes had never seen Black Panther before. Well, you knew that already. I told you that I a long time ago. That. I did not know that. Yeah, dude, I told you. I said don't tell the other black people. I've never seen Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Well, now all the black people know. But I've seen it um, uh, based solely on my. Bias towards Winston Duke. I refuse to believe that Mbaku lost to T'Challa, but um, okay. <laughs> superpowers. No, they took away his strength of the Black Panther for that battle. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also, they could have avoided all the drama if they just said to Eric Killmonger, no. <laughs> well, for fans of the Marvel Universe, um, who saw what if we did see a what if uh uh what happens if Gary Killmonger had to go another route to taking over Wakanda? Mm. Shout out to what if. Also, shout out to um Cheyenne Valentino, Miss Thing. Um, they should have kept you on Miss Queen of the Universe, Miss Thing, and they oh. gave her the fierce chop. And we also learned they edited her song choice. How you tell the girl she wants to come sing I Am Changed by Jennifer Holiday, and you tell her to sing Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus. That's not unusual. I have a girl. I have a couple of friends who have been on um, America's Got Talent, and they'd be like, "Kiki, kiki, kiki, yeah, you can be doing Take My Breath Away" uh, by Berlin, <laughs> by Berlin, and uh, that's gonna be that on that. So that's you know, not the unusual crazy, for them to, uh, but the to crazy control thing, the things like that. Yeah, but the crazy thing is that people sit there and they have to act like that was their original choice. You know what I mean? Like you can't. Then if the judges start reading you or something, you'd be like, "Well, this wasn't my song choice." You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah, that's so. Remember when I did that TV spot in uh, the UK earlier this year? That's why I was so adamant about like, okay, I need to have a clear, I need a clear plan for what y'all about to do because y'all go because one thing about TV, they will pull the pageant real fucking quick and start turning the party about what the actual narrative is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just that's just the reality. That's the gist of it. It's unfortunate. That's just like how you, you pull up about to be in New Orleans, a girl. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but they have me up on that TV screen saying, Les Le Bon Tour Roulet. Beignet, beignet. Shout out to Power, TikTok, and Instagram because the girl almost got a role on a TV show in Louisiana. And I was like, what? How did you even find me? I still say you should have took that mistake. You could have been. Well, no. Uh, you know, I feel like I felt like my pathway is somewhere else. Well, for one, as they were casting, um, I think they were ca- casting either a trans character or a non-binary character. I don't identify as either. So, and they were looking for someone who it had a, a, a New Orleans accent. Okay, you I do not have one. Hassan. No, hey, because first, no, what, Paula Richard does all. <laughs> we could be down there eating crawfish with Big Frida right now. Look at you. No, girl. I said there are, there are non-binary and transsexual actors and performers that y'all could be casting who are native. So, uh, thanks. It was good for Kiki, 
my time for fame will come elsewhere, Miss Mamas. Mm-hmm. Well, let's get into <laughs> speaking of time for fame being gone. Uh, let's get into <laughs> the girls come back in and they are gobsmacked that uh Kamora is gone and they say they miss yes. her grandmotherly energy, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> right. Isis is heartbroken here. Um, but it's weird, you know what I did find weird was and this is a through line through the um reunion, which we're also going to cover today. BFS with is, Black no, that they didn't talk about the lip sync because there was so r- real quick recap. So last week was the roast of Brooklyn Heights. Where last week, two weeks ago, was the roast yeah. of Brooklyn Heights, where everybody had to put at least seventy-five bucks in order for it to be a complete assignment for the roast. Um, and the top was Miss Kendall Jinder winning her very first challenge ever. Whoop, whoop, good for you, girl. And in the bottom two was Geometric and Kamora Moore. And Kamora has said, Kamora said, I'm not fucking with y'all in this S Club 7 ass song, which I do like, by the way. Uh, <laughs> it's called Get That. But, before, but you know there was a period where like that was like the music we was getting into in the early 2000s. Remember? Who is we? Who is we? Girl, you don't remember? Oh, well, I used to go up on S Club 7. They used to have 18s up on the Disney Cruise, no, and it was splicing no, little, the little B-roll in. No, oh, bitch, Tickle Toes was all about that shit back in the day, girl. Mm-mm. That was my jish. I said, yes, bitch. S Club. Ain't no point like it. So I got, I, I, you know, smelled what they were stepping in. It was that, you know, that early Euro trash shit that was going on in the early 2000s. Anywho, Kamora said she wasn't going to lip sync. They said she was going to harass Gia throughout the entire lip sync. And in the end, um, our beloved JB Smooth was sent to the house. So they come back and they don't talk about the lip sync. They don't talk about the lip sync during the reunion either. I think that's out of respect for Kamora because all jokes aside, I feel like that Loki was a very dark moment. So, yeah, without uh, question. You know what I mean? Like, um, so I think that that was also out of respect for Kamora, and it's just like, you know, we're not going to talk about that, because we know that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, that was a moment of, uh, a, yeah, a, I would say decline in, like, mental health and mental stability, you know what I mean, she was, she was right. spiritually exhausted, right, and that's yeah. what is the result, so, if we do know yeah. one thing about this cast of girls is that, for the most part, they are all very kind to each other, yes. which has also made the season kind of boring. Uh, <laughs> right, because the reunion was very much so. Right. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. Okay. So, if Kamara had like competed like to her best ability, you think she would have beat Gia in that lip sync? No, because she didn't have to. No, 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 no. Kamara didn't have a track record. Kamara didn't have the drags. Well, we're talking about just performance. You don't think she would have beat her in the performance? No. No. Hmm. I don't think so. I think it was time for Kamara. I think it was time for Kamara to go home. Yeah, but. That aside, I don't know. I feel like Kamara might have had a shot. I feel well. We'll talk about what I feel about with Gia's dancing when we get closer to the lipstick battle. Anywho, this is our top five bitches. This is our top five hoes. Wow. Which I, I did not see Adriana sitting up there. This thing, one thing I love about Adriana is Adriana is just trying her best. <laughs> she is just trying her best. She ain't coming in here faking the funk. She said, this is what I do. This is what I got. If they send a bitch home, they send me home. I'm going to just yeah. try my best. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and, but also, shout out to Adriana, because Loki, Adriana has been a sleeper. It's been a sleeper yeah. agent this entire season. You know what I mean? Because she, the drag is is usually on point. It gives what needs That's to be gave. You very know what I mean? accurate. That's she, accurate. She's proven that she can rise to the challenge and an acting challenge. Um, right. So, you know, when I look at the characters of the season, I I'm really impressed by Adriana because she, you know, she she came in and she overcame a lot of obstacles that a lot of um ESL queens usually face. Yes. Um, and she shocked the shit out of me because you remember the meet the queens. I thought that bitch was going home. Yeah, absolutely, episodes. absolutely, and that's what I'm saying with Miss Adriana. You know, she she goes in and she puts her best foot forward in these challenges and um. And it, she doesn't seem like she lets herself get rattled too fiercely, right? Right. And that yeah. can carry you quite far in this competition, you know, just being convinced and committed to what the JNCC is. <laughs> Anywho. Convince. Convince. Convince yourself. Uh, I'm talking about Shangela. I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. From the Legends of Ball? <laughs> anyway, Brooke and Tracy pop up in the room. Tracy looks excellent. I'm Tracy glad that her make... Good. 
Well, I'm glad her makeup artist is uh, lightening up on her no her nose contour because in the beginning I thought she had had a nose job. Right, right, right. So I feel like it, it seems to me that whoever's doing her makeup is starting to look at Tracy on the screen more because she has some this, that much more screen time and she continues to she always look looks immaculate. But now that we're continuing to see more of her like natural features, you know, we fall even further in love with her. Anyway, we get uh, messages home. Uh, sponsored by our friends at Fido. So Fido, if you're looking for some queens to sponsor, we are right here. <laughs> Girl, anybody who wants to um give us sponsorship, we can sit up here and lie about your product. Okay. You know, did you did we will lie like a motherfucker about some mattresses? Girl. <laughs> I'm sleeping a... on the helix right now. Okay, I so I give you a sleep number and everything, bitch. What you want me to talk about? <laughs> what you mind is have you ever considered betterhealth.com is it better help or better help better help um <laughs> no i haven't but have you ever considered uh go fresh have you ever considered hello fresh are you tired of cooking your own meals boy have, <laughs> boy, have i have an option for you have you heard of uber eats no. <laughs> so anyway, we get messages from home uh, we get a partner reveal we got pithiest partner here in the eye patch it is very on brand uh, it, it's it's nice that they have this. It seemed quite long and drawn out for me for a little bit, but uh, have nothing you know. else to do. Well, you know, it's nice for people to be able to have the uh, for a while on Drag Race. They used to really like fake, like knew no one knew where you were. Right. Well, no one, you might they might do a phone call. They did one in season four. In the early seasons, people probably didn't know where they were. But at this point in the Drag Race, the history of Drag Race. Right. Ain't no way in hell girls don't know, know where you are when you disappear for two weeks, two months in the summer. Right. And then you and clean out the same the joint savings account. Exactly. And you do that <laughs> uh, every uh, domino couture and all the girls. Okay. I always wonder what the DC girls do because I don't know if we have a big like designer in the city no, who like, does the things for the girls. So uh I always wonder what the uh I know the girls, the oh not not just the girls, all the performers I know in the city. A lot of them make their own shit, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Miss Desiree would be up there. Uh, Desiree Dick would be a smooth running a, a sewing machine mm-hmm. and puppet it up to Drag Race or Dragula. I think her Jancey is more more of the Dragula thing. Anywho, it's the maxi challenge, and it is the motherfucking prom, baby. It is the makeover challenge, and they bring in some youths. And they tell the dolls that they are going to be chaperones to a queer prom. Now, we have some youths in here across the gender identity and um, sexuality spectrum, which I love that. It's, it's really nice to see this moment, to see the, um, we're not that old, girl. But <laughs> we think back to our high school experiences and how we were, if we're able to express ourselves and identify and feel safe to do that. Uh, we, I don't think we either one of us felt safe doing that back then. Did you? Um, I don't know. I think that so when I think about this stuff and I think about why it irks me, I think it's because I didn't have like this kind of experience in high school. Like I didn't have mm-hmm. the experience of uh like being gay bash necessarily in high school right. and all that stuff. Um, because I think that for the most part of high school, I just read as uh quiet and uh maybe kind of sarcastic and. Mm-hmm. and uh nerdy so i didn't i didn't get it you know what i mean like the the other girls there were other girls in the high school that were flaming and they got a little bit more heat than i did but most people were just right. like oh, okay well you know that's jamal um playing with the Yu-Gi-Oh car so you know like Yu-Gi-Oh. i didn't have that experience yeah i certainly i didn't have an experience of um of that extreme that you're describing but when i think about representation and seeing uh positive uh, queer folks on, uh, just on television and having access to that. I don't remember having that. So and this is also back in the time where like the prevailing narrative was around like DL men and wanting to fit within a masculinity box. So I don't recall ever getting, and, and then also the rampant um, view of femininity in men as negative, which still exists. But you look across the the spectrum now, the queer spectrum, and it's a lot more appreciation for those identities um, and a lot more uplifting of those voices, a lot more representation. We talk about the existence existence of drag race and it not 
being the only thing and it not being the singular lens of our community, but it being an important lens into our community. So we continue to expand these conversations around identity and representation and this, that, and the other, and da 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 da. Appreciating femininity. Mm -hmm. We didn't have that. Yeah, because, you know, I didn't didn't have to like wade through the struggle like some of those girls did. And I I wouldn't Mm -hmm. even say, "Mm, no, no, let me not speak for other people's experience. Um, because there was some mess going on in that high school, but um, <laughs> there was some mess going on in that high school towards <laughs> other girls. But um, we also didn't have like a lot of the stuff that these kids do have access to. Like we didn't Correct. have no, we didn't have no GSAs. We didn't, you know yes. what I mean. We didn't have none of that. Um, I don't even think we had queer teachers, but they were they were not um visible, right? So. Yes. You know what I mean? Like I didn't find out uh, that our Spanish teacher was a, a, a homo, and so after <laughs> no, and so after after high school years after high school, what I bumped into him. Yeah, girl. So the TLDR is on that is the kids. I mean, that's certainly not to erase. There are very much so unsafe environments for the youth. Absolutely, today. absolutely. Right. So we're not going to act like it's a it's a whole new fucking world. But uh, things are continuing to improve. Uh, certainly not without resistance, but it's good to be able to see these kids living uh, in their truth because we, we these youth are literally across the identity spectrum, right? Yeah. Confident, uh, we have a tr- lovely trans woman, Miss Michaela, and I'd say, girl, I would want her immediately because the skin is popping, she's fabulous. Okay. Also, she can walk in heels. Okay. So- <laughs> yeah, Michaela was ready. She would be- <laughs> Ready. Uh, we have some non-binary folks here, and then we also have some uh, 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 male at birth people who are identified as cis participating in drag. Mm-hmm. Never saw any of this when I was a youth. So this is exciting to see. This is also um, it's Shout not to the quite a makeover. Yes. You know, I parents. always wonder how they source these makeovers. You, what, you don't think they do like an open call or something? I, I, well, like I think about the fan episode of season twelve and how cool that would have been to be in that. Like, how did they end up in that? Um, I don't know. Some some of the people do say that they um, they respond to some some sort of casting call. I don't know, but then you have circumstances like this. They, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, they're here. It's not quite a makeover challenge. It's more so. I'm supposed to make myself over as your chaperone. This is an important part. This is an important distinction to me. Yes, it is. Chaperone, chaperone to your problem, not necessarily your parent, right. which to me says that there is not necessarily an expectation of a family resemblance. Absolutely. And that's what I was thinking too, because one of the things that the girls always get dinged on the makeover episodes for is um, there's no family resemblance. Right. <laughs> and it's like, I just met this person 24 right. hours ago. Right. And also, <laughs> I am a black person from Florida, and this is a full-on Cambodian. You know what I mean? Okay, right, 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 right. So let's get into the prep. So the girls, you know, I think that the the strength of this episode really uh, lies in the conversations that the that the queens have with their uh, makeover partners, right? So one thing I think about immediately is uh, Isis and Michaela, um, where. Michaela talks about uh, the experience of feeling alone, right, and by mm-hmm. themselves, and which leads Isis to and the confessionals talk about a lot of uh, their own like hard upbringing, right, where they reveal that they had to be uh, institutionalized um, mm-hmm. after some like negative self behavior, right, um, and how they didn't appreciate uh, that for happening, but they're grateful for that. Uh, happening because it, it allowed them the space to kind of be better with themselves. Right. Um, and, you know, Isis, is, you know, tells Michaela, well, you know, now, you know, you're not alone. Um, and you have my Isis number and all this other stuff. Right. And I, th- but, you know, I also think that that is really important, right? Because something that I was talking about the other day with someone was the different ways that you come into your queerness right and how that can affect Mm -hmm. you as an adult um Mm -hmm. and because this person was talking a lot about how well you know i had you know a a gay mother and 
uh, they would take me to places and we would go to the club and this and that and this right. and that. And I was like, wow, I didn't have any of that shit. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah, I I hit I hit the ground running in San Francisco by myself, you know what I mean, with no like uh roadmap or anything. And that right. um I think lent itself uh to a lot of chaos. And I think for a lot of young like queers who yes. grow up without like that kind of rearing or connection. Um mm-hmm. and we talk about like people just experiencing trauma. Um a lot of that is because of that gap in like mentorship or intergenerational yes. relationships that aren't right. you know based on like predatory behavior. So that's exactly what I was gonna say. Cause I mean I think about when I hit the ground, I mean, I was in Atlanta and of course I'm just much more of a cautious person, but there is a, quite a bit of uh, preying on young queer people by older queer people, um, sexual, otherwise taking advantage of these youths. And um, it does lend to like you're talking about um, adverse experiences and trauma. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're coming from a home upbringing where that wasn't, something that was talked about right um Mm -hmm. or at least where there wasn't enough acceptance from uh parental units uh to be able to uh breathe caution into the child right Right. you know what i mean or breathe a certain kind of um awareness or intelligence into the child yeah also just going back to that representation and uh, visibility and uh, of queer experiences if all you know, these predators are looking to take advantage of the fact that you don't have any of that exposure. Mm-hmm. And then you start to see that colored as the only queer experience that you are going to have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, and, and then narrative. <laughs> we are not talking about this prep, but also like narratives. That is basically what prep is. <laughs> it is, but, and, but it's also something that we're expounding upon. So this is good, right? Because I also think about when you say representation, I also think about being a young queer person and the things that I observed um, mm. in media and that helped like influence my queerness and how I, I think a lot of those things were positive, right? Yes. <laughs> you got you got Oz over here, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, well, I think about the time um, that Peppermint was talking about the only trans representation she would see was the nonsense on Jerry fucking Springer. Right, Jerry Springer. Um, what else? I remember distinctly remember this one movie that I stayed up and watched um when everybody went to sleep because that's how i snuck it in um because you know i could be just sitting there watching that shit with the parents walking around um except for the time my mother wanted to watch brokeback mountain and that was uncomfortable but that's um super, i've never seen that child we got to talk <laughs> so she wanted to watch brokeback mountain one day and we said that i'm uncomfortable watching it and she's, she's <laughs> She's looking at me, looking at the screen. I'm just looking at the screen. I'm like, I don't want to look at you, bitch. I don't. I, I don't. <laughs> want to look at this. And she looks. She's like, so is that what? Is that one the man and that one's the woman? And I'm like, my, I don't want to talk. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, remember um, the time I watched Trans America with my mother. <laughs> that movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that offline. I watched it again recently. <laughs> well, some that of it was a problem. Well, well, Felicity Huffman had no business playing a trans woman, but you know, nothing here, nothing there. Right, and so of course they were like, "Oh, Oscar." Yeah, they were like, "Let's do a genital shot." Um. Anyway, we're off topic. Sorry, go back to the movie you were talking about. So no, no, no. I was just thinking about representations of how a lot of them weren't like necessarily positive. Right. Um, and this one movie I saw where the, the child is a prostitute and. The end of the movie is him hooking up with this closeted man, and the closeted man kills him. So, like those things, like shaped my understanding of what a queer life would be when I grew up. Right. You know what right. I mean? And so I'm happy for these kids on this show because there's a different generation, right? And so there's a different, we have the opportunity to not have a generation of queer folks come up, be like traumatized into queerness. And I think that is right. important and beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I see when I see this episode uh yeah, so Gia, Gia's um, little daughter is a, is a starlet. She wants Gia to make her fierce. And of course, Gia is here for that. Um, Ithia is sitting here doing the most, uh, making five, 500 outfits. And I'm like, okay. mm, I don't know how this is going to turn out for you, Miss Pythia. Um, uh, crooked him. Child, Kendall's Kendall. 
um, and Kendall was Kendalling. Uh, Kendall, I did find it funny when Kendall's uh, drag baby was like, um, I want to look like Kim Kardashian at the Matt the Wet Look. And you know what that is? And Kendall was like, you I know what that is. Um, Cut to the dress does not look like it. So, ah, uh... Well, girl, <laughs> she ain't got the ability, but she knew what it was. Okay, so she was... Look... Um, you talked about yeah, it but... and made the tour in five seconds, okay? <laughs> Very bad. Um, it, 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 it's, it's nice. Is that one thing I do enjoy about Canada when they do these makeover channels, and Drag Race does this to some extent too, because, you know, we got in the old earlier days of Drag Race, we had the older queer people come in and do the makeover channels with them, um, which reminds me of the main event song. Um, we had some dads <laughs> who came in, you know, different people sort of challenging people's view of drag and you know masculinity, femininity, this and the other. What I've enjoyed about the way that Canada does it is it's always connected to some form of advocacy. So um, absolutely, um, I believe this it's they partnered with It Gets Better Canada, and then last year was Rainbow Railroad, not Rainbow. Uh, 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 Road, I kept saying I kept saying Rainbow Road, and I was like, that is Mario Kart, <laughs> Rainbow Railroad. Um, and so it, they're really good about um, showcase, uh, uh, centering those messages and centering those organizations and giving back to the community and um, showing again the wide diversity of queer experiences and um, how those, and we saw that in the experiences shared by Anastasia coming from the Bahamas up to Canada. Mm -hmm. So I do appreciate that. We get a walking lesson. From Brooklyn, yeah. She's teaching the yes. girls something. I miss when Stacy did it, but yep. Brooklyn can pump. Yeah, Brooklyn can pump. Don't do that in Brooklyn. No, it wasn't a read. I just I just miss Stacy McKenzie. Well, she said that she had to leave for COVID reasons. <laughs> mm. Uh this also reminded me of this also uh uh made me notice something. This is their third design challenge. Mm -hmm. They had to make those outfits. <laughs> they had to make them. Mm -hmm. Good. It's giving season three. Good. Let's get back to Drag Race actually requiring talent <laughs> other than a dip in uh, acting stupid or referencing Alyssa Edwards. Child, yes. Did you go to your prom? Nah, I did not go to my prom. I remember um, this girl who I grew up with asked me to go, and I said, I'm not going to prom. Oh. That was it. I didn't go. I, I went to prom. <laughs> I went to prom. Uh, that was one of the first times I've ever fat shamed when I was getting a tux. <laughs> uh, fuck that man at Men's Warehouse. Um, <laughs> but I went, I went with a girlfriend of mine from uh, not an actual girlfriend, but you know, I thought I'd be like her, but cut to, huh? Okay. Um, right. See. <laughs> well, lovely young lady. We went to prom together. We had a limo. Uh, we went to IHOP, which was the thing that you did back then. Do the kids still do that at the prom? Yeah, you go somewhere. Yeah, so we did. Uh, my, my sister went. They had like a party bus. It was very, very cute. And she looked the best, best obviously. I helped her pick the dress out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had my prom pictures. So I'm sure my mom has them somewhere. I look nice and drunk in the photos, which is funny because I was not drinking back then. <laughs> and that's when we learned we had a we have a lazy right arm. Um, <laughs> but I, I went to my prom. Well, that's good. I'm glad. I was too self-conscious to go to prom. You know, I wouldn't, I don't see you going to prom, so you telling me you didn't go to prom makes perfect sense. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. One, I was self-conscious, and two, I was just like, why would I do this? What are y'all, what are we doing this for? What, what? It's part of the experience. Also, I because I was an announcer at the time, I had done the, the uh, grade before mine's prom, so there was no way I was missing my prom. Mm -mm. I went to I, I did class of 2005's prom because um, they had us they had us announcing the class as they entered with their name, mm. and so obviously I had to go to my prom. Mm -mm. I never, never even passed my mind that I would skip my prom. And then anywho, never passed my mind that I would go to my prom. So, anywho, that's interesting. It's time to bring it to the runway. Runway. What do we think about Brooke's dress? I think I think Brooke looks fantastic. She look good, but this isn't one of my favorites. No, but you know, every week is not about to be a banger. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just saying, when we're coming from every week, you um, 
shutting down RuPaul. <laughs> I think this still kind of shuts RuPaul down. She's giving very much so. She's giving chaperone. Mm-hmm. She's kept, she got chaperone. Meanwhile, uh, Miss Tracy got the Golden Globes on motherfucking display in this pink. She looks great. Brad looks great. Also, shout out to Mitsu. I did not know RuPaul has been writing music that long. Ciao. <laughs> Listening to the song again, it wasn't bad. Anyway, so first out is Michaela. And well, I'm sorry, I don't know if I captured everybody's um, names, but that I apologize now. Uh, Michaela and Isis coming out giving us fire and eyes. Miss Michaela, stunning. One thing, I'm. I, my first question was, did Isis paint her or did Michaela paint herself? Yeah, because Michaela was painted. I said, oh, okay. yes, ma'am. She is Beats, painted. Statuesque. Okay. Honey, this asymmetrical red, the asymmetrical, is it asymmetrical? No, this, uh, this red gown is everything, the gold accessories. She is a vision. I think Isis also looks great. Oh, yeah, Isis looks so fucking good. Which she is why is I did not understand the way the judging went, but we can get into that in a second because my notes literally say they can suck my dick with these critiques. <laughs> um, <laughs> shout out to Miss Michaela coming down the runway. First of all, Michaela's popping. She's giving. She's turning the party. Then she gets extra brownie points for not wearing her glasses. Because one mm-hmm. thing I do know is about not having vision, honey. It, it is not fierce on that runway where all you have is light. Yeah, which is everything, everything, full toots, work. Mm-hmm. Up next, we have Kendall, Kendall and Stormy Gender. Um, so they live in the fantasy. They they are definitely giving very much so Christian, Christian and uh of the two, I would say this is probably giving us Kylie. Yeah. Um dress is not my favorite. No. Dress is not my favorite. However, we do know that Miss Kendall... Another reason they could have sucked my dick on the critiques. But <laughs> regardless, regardless, Stormy looked like Stormy was having a good time on the runway, mm-hmm. killing their Met Gala Jantasy. I appreciate that Miss Kendall was in it to sell the story. Because what I live for is they all went with sort of, they all kind of went with camp, yeah. right? Yeah. They all had a, a storyline. There was there was a narrative there. They were really invested in making sure that their partner, their the person that they were chaperoning to the prom, was having a good time and mm-hmm. was showcased. And it all and it to me, it came off as uh, different chaperone narratives. Right. Isis was like the cool mom or the cool older sister, Papa Michaela to the prom, and then Miss Kendall was giving us stage mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, toddlers and tiara. So mm-hmm. they 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 get a toot for a story, not the dress, but everybody's not a goddamn seamstress. So up next is Adriana and Belladonna. No, we're gonna have to talk about this. Well, wait a minute, because I do think Belladonna has been struggling to walk this entire. I think Belladonna was trying to do one foot in front of the other the entire time. I think I should say about Belladonna. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> about the time. I think the dress that Adriana made for Belladonna was beautiful. I like the hair swept to the side. I think this is exactly what Belladonna asked for. Belladonna wanted like a sexy slit to the side, and they wanted a sexy they wanted a sexy dress moment. I think the dress was also pretty well constructed too. Mm-hmm. Um, Adriana, I think, looks good. The critique that Adriana does not there is no the connection is way off. Is accurate. Because yes. it did feel like Adriana had this piece and she desperately wanted to hit that runway. And she knew this was the week that she was probably hitting it to the house. So she said, we're going to make sure me and my partner's outfit is going to be seen. Because it looks good. It's well-constructed. The storyline of I'm a Quebec mom who still has a, a sex life does not really fit with I'm taking someone to the prom. No, she just I think she made that something- shit up. Yes, it's something that could have worked if uh, if Adriana was by herself. That was not the case. She's supposed to be supporting Belladonna, so yeah, that makes that no was sense. the miss for me. That whole thing, and, it it was it was very much different. I got this outfit and I'm gonna wear it. <laughs> well, you know the girls are good for doing that, so right. yeah, that that's not a new experience. So Pythia comes out. Do you remember Pythia's partner's name? No. I was doing good. I did capture some of them, and I feel bad for not having it. But anyway, Pythia comes out. Um, 
and they're giving us a golf prom. The one of the things that Pythia's partner was Apollo, Apollo, <laughs> Apollo. So one thing Pythia's partner uh, said that you know we wanted to blur the lines of of um, what the presentation has to be for queen, king, queer. They wanted it to exist as non-binary, right? Especially because prom most clothes, the way that clothing is advertised to us is gendered. And you know how that we're, we're told how it's supposed to look. You know, I can something I can speak to um, uh, quite a bit because I don't generally shop in the, the quote unquote men's section. I always wear quote unquote women's clothing, but clothing is not inherently gender. Right. Anywho, uh, Pythia comes up. They're they're selling us this golf. Uh, you know, once upon a time I was emo and now I got a youth child going to the prom and my kid is genderqueer. Um, and there's sort of this half, half and half Victor Victoria situation. It's <laughs> the mix of the tux, the tuxedo and the tails and the lace. Uh, we got the mustache drawn on and the tilted crown. Someone uh, uh, hide Raja because, you know, Raja can't stand a little mini hat. I think they look really, really good. And I think Pythia did a really good job delivering on what their partner asked for. Yeah. I do not know why Pythia decided to make a dress for herself. I think it's well, I think it look, it's well constructed. I just don't think it was necessary for her to have to have to focus on that, but she could have given her partner more. But. Yeah, yeah. I think that what I enjoyed the most is that um, Pythia really did what her partner, you know, dreamt Correct. of. You know what I mean? Right. And her partner, Pythia did too, because her, yeah, her partner looked like happy. You know what I mean? She looked yes. like she was just, just flying. So that was, that was beautiful to see. Yeah. Yeah, no additional notes. I think they look good. I think it was uh, it was successful, and positioned her to finally potentially win a design challenge. Thank God. Yeah. So I'm tired. And this next one we uh, don't even need to talk about. So <laughs> yes, we do. So geometric and electric metric come out. So I did get all the names. I'm proud of me. Come out. Um, it's getting very much so. Peggy Bundy meets Peggy Sue. Um, I think this was actually really successful, especially given. What happened the last time the time before gia had to do a design challenge there's this high low hoop skirt situation it's giving very um remember the movie suzy q no okay well it's given that <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's giving that and then gia is given peggy bundy again has gone in with this camp storyline um i appreciate i love the way that they've um crafted what they were going to do on the runway so like there's the sense of wonder and electric metric coming out. It's like the debutante is their coming out party. And right. then electric also understands, well, you know, we're giving mom, it's giving very much so pregnant at 16, couldn't go to prom. Mom, uh, mom, make sure this is my best moment. I want to give her a couple of um, moments to shine on her own too. So looks good. Very happy with the presentation. And that's the runway. And that is the runway. So the judging is interesting the judges critiques are interesting um, i was uh amused in the words of mariah i was annoyed <laughs> no i was you know you remember when mariah got eliminated from season three mm -hmm. iconic mm -hmm. the judges were interesting <laughs> Ooh, i need to watch that clip um so yeah they um it was strange because they say that Isis did a good job, right? In the sense that her 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 uh, prom her prom kid, her baby, uh, happy. <laughs> her youth child. <laughs> her baby was happy. Um, but then they get into this thing of, well, we don't see no family raise ambulance. Um, so then go to hell with that because I didn't see no family resemblance on a lot of people. I was not seeing no family resemblance with Nojia and um right. her person. I was not seeing no family resemblance with um uh uh uh, uh, uh what's her name? Woman Flintstone and uh, uh <laughs> Kendall. Oh, that's the thing. I, that's and that's what was pissing me off. So you gonna sit there because what essentially ends up happening in this critique is they sit and help make up stories for everybody. Well, that's the thing is at this point too. When I when I took the judging ass, because newsflash, Isis and um Adriana hit the bottom. Um, what I took the judging as too is we need to uh 
craft these narratives because the season's almost up. So right. we need Isis to be in the bottom again because she's looking a little too untouchable in this competition. Um, we need to get we need to throw out another win real quick to give us a legitimate other like contender for crown. Right. Because <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Don't like, do this candle. They. Okay, girl. Um, roll back the clip. So our first couple episodes, you and Miss Kendall. Don't do that. Well, that's the thing. So you think of the crown. And this is this is uh, this is a, 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 a through line with Canada because they did the same thing. The lemon, where like they create these stories for other people, but aren't willing to see a diversity of story for other for for others. So I heard that the the challenge was chaperone. Not mother daughter chaperone. It just happens in the way that some of them went mother daughter. That is fine, but it doesn't always need to be on the nose. And in, even in that, it doesn't always need to be on the nose like that. Where mother is given matronly, mother is given Christian Jenner. Why could Isis not just be the cool mom taking her daughter to prom? Right, right, right. right. Michaela B. Isis B. They could look like they're together. You, you the most jarring like a split where they didn't know they were together at all was yeah. Adriana and Belladonna. Uh, I was going to say Gia and her person because Gia and her daughter, I was like, oh my God. That- but that goes, didn't that go further to my point where you were, they were willing to craft so much more of the story of the narrative and not give um, any sort of grace to a different type of mother, daughter, chaperone, big sister, what have you. Because they also it's needed, annoying. they also needed, this is what they needed. They knew Adriana was in that bottom, and so they needed someone that they could save, I'm wear her out. Yes, because they could not risk putting uh, one of them other bitches up in the bottom and Adriana wearing her out. I guarantee you, Adriana would have worn Miss Gia out, and she would have worn Miss out. Exactly. Oh, oh, we gonna talk about that in a second. Okay, wait till we talk about this. <laughs> I said, no, Pippi, what is going <laughs> on over there? Um, so anyway, <laughs> we're gonna talk about uh, that so, in a second. So the bottom two is uh, Shocker, Adriana, and Isis. I said, y'all can go right to hell because I don't think <laughs> Isis needed it. I feel like I, if, if I looked at the entire packages of things, mm-hmm. I thought Isis and Michaela looked the best. We talked about delivering on the challenge. Yes, Pythia did that. Listen to their partner. Pythia deserved the win. I don't honestly think that uh, that Isis should have been in the bottom. No. But the lip sync song is, is it everybody saying love? Shit, I don't care about. So we... Girl. So the song is uh hold on, I want to say it right. It's it's no, it is everybody say love. And I'm listening to this song play. I'm like, how fucking old is this song? Because it's written by RuPaul. I didn't realize Ru had been writing songs for people. Well, go off, Ru. I thought Ru had just only been writing stuff for herself. Anyway, lipstick is going. Um, Isis is turning it out, energy giving, it's giving. Adriana is trying her best. <laughs> I think Adriana also has some really great energy on the stage, putting her best foot forward. Shout out to Isis in this wig because it doesn't go anywhere. Right, Adriana's also stuck in a in an unfortunate costume that had to be doing a yes. You are absolutely right because that shit because you're not about to do a whole bunch of latex. Also, you can't really sell this. It's supposed to be like a '90s, like a little bit of like a New Jack situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and Adriana is just like a slutty housewife in latex. Right. Yeah, uh, we also didn't need to get the. They played the entire song. Well, you know, Canada, Canada, Canada's <laughs> gonna give you uh, Canada gonna give you that minute and um forty seconds. Okay, Canada said we are gonna get our licensing fee out of this film. Mm. <laughs> we getting the licensing <laughs> fee out of this, and we say sashay away to Miss Adriana. Adriana, you shout out, round of applause, girl. You put up a good fight. You put you put your best for. You were definitely trying. Your best. I think she had some great runway moments. Her Marie Antoinette, mm-hmm. Chef's Kiss, and this is at the point where we're like, no more Marie Antoinettes. Mm-hmm. But that mm-hmm. was a very successful uh, presentation. Also, Adriana, you walked away with a challenge. I live when she said, "I can finally stop pretending to uh, uh, forcing myself to speak English." Ah, yes. Because <laughs> Miss Thing is trilingual. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you did that, girl. And it's time for us to get into the finale, to the finale reunion. Just kidding. I was about to say the finale. I said that's in a couple of hours. Yeah, I was going to say the finale tonight where you're going to watch Kendall Jenner's crown. Ah, And here is a word from our sponsor. 
Have you ever heard of BetterHelp.com? My hair is. And we're back, Queen of the Universe. <laughs> you what did you it? think of this? What did you think of this? Um, this you gonna do Queen of the Universe? Girl, I got French fries in my mouth. <laughs> Okay, like you've never talked with your mouth full before. So, uh, this... What did you think of this format for a reunion? Um, I liked the format because, you know, with season one, they thought it was appropriate to do a reunion 12 fucking months later uh, and bring up drama that happened a year ago only for them to hoodwink us to introduce us to a TV show that they were doing with Priyanka. Because okay. God bless them, one thing they've been trying to do is get uh, Priyanka going with a television show on Wild Present. <laughs> I'm serious, because remember she was hosting the um yeah the little trivia game they were doing? Well, that's her you know, background. Yeah, which is great. I don't have a problem with Priyanka having a TV show. I think Priyanka's into, there's a reason she won. But, you know, they've just been trying to uh, uh, get a TV show going, which reminds me. How, have you been watching the Jimbo show? No, absolutely not. Hmm, interesting. I um, went to like um, uh, All-Stars. All Stars Global or whatever the fuck it's called, where uh, Jimbo's competing up there with Juju B. Right, uh, Juju B and her TJ Maxx. Um, I like. I I don't know that I love that they all wore pastels because I preferred it. I always like with the finale outfits for them to like be. Oh, come on. So uh, around, well, huh, right, Kamora said, "Fuck y'all." Um, to be a little bit more, a uh, more um, Kamora more like, oh, this is what your drag identity is. But nevertheless, I actually think they all look really, really good. Um, what about you? Did you like it? It's kind of boring to me. Um, but mostly because the girls this season didn't give me anything. So mm-hmm. when they don't give you nothing, I don't expect the reunion to be tarked up unless it's season nine. And we, you know what I mean? Well, you know, also all the chaos girls had gone early. So, <laughs> so it was what it was. Um, and, and in that, we're not going to spend a ton of time talking about what happened in the reunion. I'm glad that Oceana okay, looked cute. I thought, you know she wore them shoes. <laughs> she did. I zoomed in. Yeah, I she did. And she, didn't no, she, didn't, she didn't. No, she didn't. You're right. She didn't wear it on the reunion. She wore it in the picture she posted of the look. <laughs> I said, so <laughs> let's talk about some key, talk- some key takeaways from the reunion before we get into the big piece, which is the battle. One, mm-hmm. I thought that um, Kendall looked beautiful. I, I thought, thought that Suki's like, beautiful. Suki's, honey, the beehive with the swoop. <laughs> everything. Everything. Suki. You everything. Pop up in here. Absolutely. Stephanie Prince served. Mm-hmm. Stephanie served. I thought Eve looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. But Beth looked beautiful. I live for Kamora saying, I'm going to wear this today. Um, <laughs> and you will deal. You will deal. Right. And it was also really nice to see Kimora um, as herself again, mm-hmm. because we saw what the note that she left out on. We understood where that was coming from. Uh, but one thing Miss Kimora has um, earned the uh, title of is the narrator of the season. Mm-hmm. I would say um, has been the most lively. At first, it was obnoxious, but that really is just who Kimora is, and that was the through through the entirety of this episode. So it was good to see her as herself. Um, uh, did you notice when they 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 went they went through the fashion reel? The girls definitely did get fashion this season. Mm-hmm. You got to give them that. The bitches spent money. You have a favorite look? My favorite look this season. Um, Pythia's two-headed person look was great. Every Stephanie day. Prince's bearded uh bearded woman was great. Yeah. Um. Well, since we're talking about that woman, we got to talk about Eve six thousand as the lion. Eve's lion look was great. Fierce. Um. Yeah, I I uh, I do the honors Maria at Snap. Great. Um the monochromatic runway was uh spectacular. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Geometrica was giving Eve who was giving. I thought Adriana looked good. Yeah. So yeah. the girls brought the fashions this year. There was some good fashions. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate it what the girls gave. So they announced <laughs> <Not> that <me. laughs> What? My note said not uh, the reinventing like a support group. Um, That's what it was. So, um, oh, my other favorite moment from the re before we get because I know you you ready to push it into the no miscongeniality. Well, no, my other thing was I appreciate that Oceon was only on the show for two episodes 
And you could tell how much her joy radiated onto the cast. Mm-hmm. You could tell how much they loved her. And I love that she had that moment on the um during the reunion. Uh, we talk a little bit to to Eve about wanting to Vince. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we get a proper crowning of a Miss Congeniality in Canada, Miss mm-hmm. Suki Doll. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Would you agree? I mean, they voted, so. <laughs> yeah, but just in general, would you agree? They voted, so I think their opinion is more valid than mine because they spent more time as a cast. And who would, well, that being said, who would you have picked? I don't know. I wasn't here for the season, so I don't really. I mean, to Based on what was presented to me, Suki made sense. Yeah. Suki made sense as a miscongeniality. Yeah, her um, Ocean, those would have been the only two I would have picked. Yeah, yeah, because those are lovely. Those are people that we were really endeared to and in a short amount of time, too. So that's a yeah. huge, you know, the what, the earliest uh, eliminated miscongeniality is who? Asaf and Cuckoo. <laughs> you want to see my Cuckoo right? again? Yeah, was La. Yeah, it was law. So you well, know, it no, really Anubis. Oh, yes, that's right. That's right, Anubis. Which yes, and it's just it's huge for if you to be able to do that in a short amount of time. Everything. Okay, that's all I had to say. I wanted to make sure I shout my girl out, Oshion. Shout out, Oshion. We love you, girl. Burn them wow. shoes. So. so, the the top four are told that they're going to have to come. Eat. Make it to the top three in a lip sync tournament where the losers of the first bracket will then go up against each other for the final spot. So the pairings are as follows uh, first up is Kendall versus Gia and Isis versus Pythia. And you can handle the latter. I will start with Gia and Kendall. Before um, we get into that, and bring out one important note that I wanted to mention. What that happened during the reunion? What it was really annoying when Brad said to Isis, "Isis, you are the oldest queen in this competition." Oh, <laughs> some would say that's a disadvantage. Would you agree? And that really that bugged me for the reason of the way that we talk about age in our community is ridiculous. Right, because Isis is thirty-five. Isis is thirty-two. Thirty-two. Damn. Yeah, Isis. Oh wait, no, I'm lying. No, you might be closer. I think yeah, she's, she's 34. 35. Yeah, I think no. Uh, Ella was 30. Ella wrote that because I was also because yeah. Ella got the same thing, and Ella's only 32 from fucking Kenny, who's 29. Right. So I think we need to start to evolve the way that we talk about age in our community because it's one thing to think about it, just to, to say it cheeky because you know we read, we have a fun, good time with Kiki, da 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 da, and it's another way where we start talking about it as start reading being over the age of 30 as a disadvantage because that is not the case. And Miss Isis has arguably been one of the freshest aesthetics we have seen. But is she the oldest on the cast or in the top four? On the cast. I think she's the oldest. She's older than Ocean and um, Kamor. I refuse to believe. Look it up, girl. I I think she's 34. In turns out. No, he wouldn't have said that if, uh, if he said she's the oldest in the competition. So anyway, Kendall yeah. gender and she not a disadvantage up. being third, and we need to start honoring our elders. Okay, anyway, okay, okay. carry well, on. I'll well, keep hitting the table while you as you do this. Yes, because I needed to make a point. <laughs> now, um, so anyway. that just irked me so much. I said, "Girl, Brad, shut up." <laughs> so first, lip sync to the main event. Ocean is thirty six, <laughs> like I thought. Um, oh, is she okay? I think he's been in the top four, not in four. Then yes. Mm. Uh, Ocean, my point stands. Kendall, Kendall, and fucking Gia are lip syncing to the main event. This thing, okay? Um, Gia doing what Gia does, right? Uh, this, this, uh, quote unquote dancing. Um, this, she does, uh-huh. she doing a lot of tucking and rolling in this little, uh, little leotard with green wig. Um, she said, is, we're gonna make sure this gets worn on this stage, bitch. <laughs> Kendall is, uh, making a whole bunch of faces that make me uncomfortable. Um, and they lip sync to the main event. I don't know if this is like a lip sync song that I would have wanted to see people lip sync to. Um, well, here we are. We it was to uh, uh, it was during the makeover challenge in season 
too. Right, but that was a performance, not a lip sync battle. This is not no battle song. We do not battle to the main event. I think you can. I think I think you can. I mean, is it of RuPaul's songs? Is it the one that I would have selected to put out? Probably not. But you know, do this. I think we're also talking about the performers we're talking about because these girls are in here doing more of a fighter thing. One thing about Gia is one. I said this earlier, and I'm listen. Don't be going on telling people I'm a dancer and I'm just on here looking fucking crazy because then I'm going to answer for that. I'm going to fucking answer for that. Gia is an energetic performer. Mm-hmm. I would not call her a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, depending on the girls who, who, who you um, uh, put up to do the song, if Kennedy Davenport was up in here and battling somebody else's fears, it would have been turned. she would have turned it. To the main event. You know, Kenny Davenport is willing to drive three hours to a gig. You think she's not about to turn a lip sync to main a fucking vent? <laughs> Get that bitch the phone book. She'll she'll figure out how to lip sync to that. Kennedy Davenport, don't play. Regardless, the lip sync happens and the winner loses. Kendall wins the lip sync. Gia, Kendall advances to the final three. And Gia has to uh, hopefully <laughs> redeem herself in the second lip sync. Oh, God. So the second lip sync rolls around. The second heat, okay? Mm-hmm. Um. You have to you have to shout out Miss Kamora, who is uh, serving as the official narrator in the back. Eve is looking very very tensely. <laughs> the screen. Eve is motherfucking focused. Um, and again, it, it continues to be good to see Kamora be herself because Kamora is narrating. Okay, she says, "This is the crows. This is the cause. This is what I was seeing out of this person. This is what I was seeing out of the other person." I said, now, "Which version are y'all watching?" Because <laughs> I need you didn't to know. think they turned it. Uh, no, I didn't have a problem with. No, I didn't have a problem with it. I think it was. Um, it was the lip sync I expected to see. What does that mean? I just I, based off of the way that they both lip sync this season. It was lip sync I was expecting to see. It wasn't. You know, it takes a lot for me to be bowled over by a lip sync performance. <laughs> what I noticed the energy was. It was less of. It was performing the song, but mostly fighting for that spot in the top three. And I'm sure it was also just difficult for them going up against each other as sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Person I'm really watching right now is GM because this is where I would start to see the writing on the wall. Because at this point, we cannot deny that there has just been some general favor for Pythia. And that's not to suggest that she's not been turning the competition because she's had passed. Brad Brad says, you know, Pythia, you have a lot of imagination. And I agree with that. She has brought um, the type of imagination and whimsy that the fans like to see on this show. Anywho, so if I was Gia, I would be like, I might have a shot at beating ISIS, maybe. But based off of what they want to happen and based off of track record this far, because Pythia's never lip sync. Right. They're probably not going to send her home. Right. So the ISIS and Pythia lip sync comes up. ISIS is giving us um deconstructed girl group, you know, put her into little mix. You can tell I I would believe she was one of the original members. And Pythia comes out, she's wearing a Crystal Beth original. Um, I didn't know she, she, she had mentioned during the last episode that she does give um like a Harry Queen situation. So I'm not bothered by that. And she's wearing this all uh, black outfit. It's the it's the battle outfits. And the song is Born Naked by RuPaul, which is a song I actually like. I think it just happened to be at the uh, apex of a, a season that people really didn't love a whole lot, which was season seven. It right. took a while for people to warm up to it. So for that to have been the final lip sync, some people were like, okay, girl, I'm trying it. Um, yeah. Lip sync begins. Okay, lip sync cool. was a anyway, mess. Here we go. Okay. Isis says that she is not worried about Pythia, and Pythia looks concerned. So <laughs> the lip sync starts, and Isis turns. Isis does what Isis does. Isis has a, a, a um, she's a performer. Mm-hmm. She has, she, Isis has rhythm. Mm-hmm. She is also going to be sexy when she performs. Mm-hmm. Pythia, this is our first time seeing her lip sync, so we don't know what she's about to give, but it gives what we anticipated giving. Cookie right. and kind of all over the place. Right. I, I like to think that uh, Miss Isis was the girl who was cast in the video, and Pythia was the extra <laughs> in the back. So the lip sync's happening. Isis is wearing her knees out. Um, God bless her soul. And the winner of the lip sync is Isis Couture. And I say mm-hmm. yes because we are team ISIS here. And then I look back at Kendall's face. And <laughs> Kendall because Kendall is not clapping immediately. Gia is clapping and like, oh, I'm probably going home. But so Kendall is probably thinking what I'm thinking. Gia is going to have to eat 
Pythia alive in order to stick around. And according to our good narrator friend, Miss JB Smooth back there, that is how they're feeling in the back, too. Mm-hmm. So we get into this final lip sync. Are you ready? Yeah. It's Gia versus Pythia. And it is a mess. So <laughs> it is an absolute mess. So oh like you said, you sent me a you sent me a voice note to say if I never see another dip on drag race, I will be happy. Girl, that's how right. I felt. Because they are just jumping and rolling around the floor. It looked like somebody just threw a lit match into a den of cockroaches. Okay. I'm okay. Just, like, what is going on in this lip sync? It just looked crazy. I watched it like four times this afternoon because I'm noticing a couple things I didn't see the first time. And Pythia did not deserve to say. I'm sorry. Pythia don't know the damn words. Right. They, they, that shit was so much favoritism the way they kept Pythia. And you, know, and you know I'm not a Gia fan. Um, right. I said the least they could have did was to cut it look like she maybe actually had won the lip sync because right. I'm watching it back and forth. I'm noticing that Pythia don't really know the words like that. Mm-hmm. And Pythia also is is kind of all it's very erratic. Gia is also erratic, but she is she's giving she at least knows the beats. I know Gia knows the words. You know, she's turning it up. I actually feel like Gia won that lip sync. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to see no more damn dips. If it means I don't get to see any good ones, that I also don't get to see the bad ones, I'll take mm-hmm. it. I will take it because at this point they're just throwing them in here this way and that. It's sloppy as hell, um, but we already knew what the producers wanted to do. Gia knew what the producers wanted to do. You just look at that bitch's face. You're like, "Oh, girl, I'm going home, huh?" Right. Because <laughs> if I was her, I would have been like, "Isis, I need you to fall, and I need Pythia to win that because I might have a shot against you." Yes, right. Damn sure. Uh, they, they, they not, they not sending P- Pythia don't know the words, and they still sending her through. She ain't got no. Jill uh, got a lick of rhythm. It's kooky, but. Girl, and then the judges was acting like that was the lip sync of motherfucking lip syncs. Well, it's Canada, okay? They got a different barometer. Woo! A motherfucking Amanda Bruegel pulled out a fan. Where'd you get that from? Um, okay. Child. Anyway, the verdict is in. And I'm sorry, Miss Geometric, you have been proficient, but it's time for you to hit the house. Yeah. Um, I appreciate Gia's run. I appreciated Gia's kindness on this show. Um, and I think she left really gracefully. Mm-hmm. And I feel like she left feeling accomplished in what it is that she came to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you all you obviously always come to win, but if you also just have a good showing and feel like you didn't, like what else was she going to do? Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I got the lip sync plan right now. I'm just over it. Girl, because... Th- Look! Look at look at uh, Pythia's mouth. They only cut in the parts that she barely knows. And she's just throwing this ratty ass wig around. I'm just like, oh yes. my god, yeah. Yes. At least Gia knew the damn words. Mm. And that was that. We tonight we crowned somebody. And what? T minus an hour and forty minutes. Yeah, Kendall Gender. <laughs> well, let me go pull up my science. You give me one second. Uh huh. So we like to do um, science because we feel like we, uh, you know, in these trying times where people are questioning legitimate science, that um, we should make sure that we're participating and supporting the scientific process. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, it depends on what this process looks like. So anyway, we put out a science poll of science for us to figure out some science. And in the science, we asked, who do you think should be the winner? I'm trying to make Canada. And the responses and were? Of our very, very strong um, sampling pool of 28, uh, <laughs> we got 61% thinks that Isis Couture should win. 32% thinks that Pythia should win. Hmm. And 7% thinks that Stephanie Prince should win. Are you excited about the finale? Yeah, I sure am. Mm, I sure am. Well, you know, we started something, we got to finish it. <laughs> you started something together. You know, sometimes you got to buy 18 packs of Yu-Gi-Oh cards in order to get the uh, white eyes blue dragon. No, blue mm-hmm. eyes white dragon. Is that the one? Yes. It's been a while since I was a Yu-Gi-Oh kid, man. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Go, go to hell. <laughs> 
All right, well, we did two episodes this week, which we do have a million wigs of the week to choose from, darling. Wig of the week, who you got? Uh, uh, Suki Da. Work. I love that. Suki Da is an excellent choice. I'm giving mine to the Isis Couture during the prom because I beat a wig. I love a wig that's made out of inco- um, unconventional uh, materials. Uh, Bimini safety pin wig, love. Crystal's pearl wig from uh, series one of Drag Race UK, love. Uh, Utica and her squirrel wig as Bob Ross. My favorite type of cultural appropriation. That was this week's episode uh, of Black Tower Roots. I'm Tickle Motherfucking Toes. And I'm the Alabama Motherfuckings. And I'm Jamal. Bye.